from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger. Fresh for everyone. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. The Coin Bureau podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. One of the reasons why I think it could be a force for good in the future is that this could provide this next dimension for us to grow in, economically to grow in. Yeah. But without, you would hope, consuming you know, all the world's resources, without mm. manufacturing more plastic that ends up at, you know, stuffed down a sea lion's throat mm. or whatever. You know, so I think in that way, it is, it, it is a really fascinating concept. We can, we can grow into this other world and we can keep, you know, we can keep evolving we can, and more people are able to have stuff but without, you know, hopefully the sort of physical impact on our on the environment around us. Welcome, everyone, to the Coin Bureau podcast. I'm here with my good friend, Mad Mike Mooch. Woo! I'm, I'm doing the intros today, and my name is, of course, Guy. And in this episode... Mike, you requested it, so What's we're going to do What's the matter it. with you? What is the matter with you? We're going to talk about the metaverse. Yeah. Because this is what you this is what you asked for at the end of the last episode. Well, I think we kind of we kind of 
parlayed into it sort of quite well. You know, yeah. we, we were talking about it on the on, on the last episode, and we we touched on it, and I went right. Well, why don't we talk a bit more about that? Because it's something that's had a lot of uh, uh, buzz around it at sort of the end yeah. of of last year, uh, carried on into this year, and then obviously interesting crypto has kind of uh, dipped a little bit when when the market dips. Mm. Um, but I think it's something that is is coming back. I think uh, I think there's there's so many companies investing so much money into it, um, and it's kind of a subject that I would like to get a bit more of a of a, a, an understanding of. Yeah. Okay. Well, I mean, yeah, you're absolutely right because it's one of the, the the word metaverse. I think is something that probably you know everyone has heard uh, several times by now, mm. and. Yeah, I mean, you summed it up really well. It, it's it, it, it's kind of it's something that's gathering steam, and it's being talked about more and more. And yeah, interest in it, I think, has waned recently. And this is kind of because the metaverse isn't isn't purely a, a crypto thing. No, um, but we are obviously because we are a crypto focused podcast. I am, you know, I, we are going to talk today about how you know where crypto and the metaverse meet, and you know why why they are in my opinion, very well suited to each other. But I think that's an important point to get off on is, is that the metaverse is kind of, you know, it's a lot more than crypto. Um, but it's certainly that the two are getting mentioned kind of more and more in the same in the same breath. Yeah. And yeah, it's a concept that's gathering a lot of a lot of steam, um, also attracting a lot of cynicism. Mm. I think as well. I, I keep seeing, you know, in in the media, uh, you know, both the crypto media, it has to be said, and the kind of, you know, the mainstream media, the, the, the normal media, I keep seeing a lot of sort of very kind of derogatory sort of references to the metaverse mm. or, or, you know, sort of sarcastic, cynical kind of references. To I it. mean, it, to me, it's sort of like uh, showing my age a bit here. But I think one of the problems is is which one is going to be the one that is adopted. It's kind of like the the mm. Betamax, VHS, laser discs, mini discs, CD sort of wars that we've kind of grown up and gone through yeah. with technologies that change. And you know, with Betamax and VHS, it was kind of a race to who was going to be the universally adopted one. Uh, I suppose similar to you know social media platforms as well. Yeah, you know what was the you know we had. High five, Bebo, yeah, <laughs> like, Bebo. <laughs> friends reunited, and then eventually we had MySpace, and then that kind of came and went and came back again. Facebook sort of is the is the uh, behemoth that it is today, buying yeah. up sort of Instagram and and WhatsApp, and you know then we've got Snapchat and. Uh, There's so many, yeah, and 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 it's a really interesting. Uh, process to kind of go back through it. It's a bit like the ser- the, the search engines thing or the or the early yeah, sort of yeah. popular websites. You know, you can really sort of you can really show your age if you go. Oh well, I'll just uh, I'll just check it on Alta Vista. Yeah, yeah. I'll ask Jeeves. Jeeves. <laughs> you know, so yeah, it's let me um, just bing that. <laughs> <laughs> it's um, yeah. Th- there's 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 uh, there's a lot at stake, I guess, with the metaverse, and um, this is something that the big tech companies. And everyone else, I think, is is gradually waking up to. But tech companies are kind of ahead of the curve on this one. So is Web 1.0 uh, 
just Google. Web 2.0 is uh, Facebook and stuff like that. Web 3.0 is metaverses. Or yes, yeah. I mean, you can think of it. Yeah, in, that's in very broad terms like that. But yeah, I guess. It, and the Web 3 thing is a kind of rabbit hole that goes very, very deep. But I guess it's good to sort of start with those terms. So Web 1, you can generally think of as kind of read only. So you can you can go and look at a website and read a news article or read someone's blog or whatever. Web 2 comes along and it's kind of read-write. So, you know, the big thing with Web 2 is that we, the, the, you create the consumers, the yeah, we're, we're generating a lot of the content. And that's what, you know, that's the kind of bandwagon that things like Facebook and Twitter and all these other platforms managed to, you know, managed to jump on. Web 3 is, in very broad terms, kind of read-write-own. So we create the, the the thought is that we create the content and therefore we should have we should own it you know because at the moment we create the content and then the tech giants just, just sell you know, advertising and then and yeah the tech basically anything we put up we, we don't really own it's very difficult to monetize a lot of it you know the mm. tech giants have got all this power Web three is kind of aiming to to distribute that to decentralize I guess in its purest form but um, then again let's kind of just going back to the Kodak reference you know. Companies like Facebook or or have they as they've been rebranded Meta Meta yeah are trying to avoid being left behind and are, are investing heavily in it, changing the name of it. Although changing the name of it may have also been something to do with the data stuff that they were getting sued by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, little rebrand. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> um, but so yeah, I I, I, I mean, I'm assuming from my sort of layman's knowledge that that's why that they're they're heavily investing in trying to sort of uh, monopolize or become the 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 first to market yeah yeah they 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 are they are seeing the way that the internet is going and obviously mm. they have access to a lot of information that you know the, the average they person probably doesn't aren't allowed to get <laughs> yeah yeah and and we'll yeah i mean this is all stuff that we're going to touch on we're going to talk about facebook or as meta as it's now known quite mm. a lot because you know it is a big mover in mm. this regard so we'll get on to that let's um i just before we kick off um i want to just reference a couple of things so yeah as i say the metaverse the, the, the idea of the metaverse itself it's been it's been talked about a lot recently it's now interest it seems to have kind of waned a little bit amongst the you know the general populace if mm. you like and certainly in crypto it's you know enthusiasm for the metaverse which really peaked last year and we'll look at that in a few minutes that's kind of waned a little bit as well and every it, i i think really everyone's minds are kind of elsewhere yeah um but the how meta can i eat <laughs> yeah how can i pay for things and survive from day to day you know yeah. there's just so much else going on in the world. But in the background, the metaverse is gaining traction. And uh, one thing um, that you might notice uh, in the coming weeks, I mean, the Time magazine, the latest issue of Time magazine has a metaverse themed cover. Um, and the story is into the, the, the article is into the metaverse. The next digital era will change everything. Um, and it's by a chap called Matthew Ball, who's written a longer, uh, who's written an actual book on it that, called The Metaverse and how it re will revolutionise everything. Yeah. So these are both the, uh, the article itself and the book are both really, really interesting. I'm going to cite them a few times Wicked. during the article. I'm also going to cite an article by a chap called Arthur <laughs> Hayes, who is one of the best kind of writers on crypto out there. Mm. I, I may have spoken a little bit about him before. He wrote an article which is on his Medium page. I'll leave links to all these in the show notes, obviously. Um, he wrote an article called Rock, Paper, Scissors, Says Go. And it talks about 
the metaverse. It talks about NFTs and art and all this sort of stuff. And for me, when I first read it, I think it was published last year, if I remember rightly. When I first read it, it was a real light bulb moment for me because he explains it so well. He's a brilliant writer, very, very funny. I'm going to quote him a couple of times. And that article, I really highly recommend that everyone goes and reads that afterwards because I think for a lot of people, the penny may drop with a lot of what we're going to mm. talk about today, if it hasn't already by the time we've talked about yeah, it. Yeah, I was going to say, like, <laughs> if you want to know more about the metaverse, read this book. Yeah. <laughs> Don't listen to this podcast. Just go out and read this book or, or article. Okay, so yeah, well, I'm going to reference those cool. and maybe quote from those a few times. So let's start off with a, a kind of definition. Let's. Where did this term metaverse come from? What is it? All this sort of stuff. So um, the term metaverse actually comes from uh, a novel called Snow Crash by a science fiction writer called Neil Stevenson. And mm. the interesting thing about this is it was published in 1992. The term metaverse, the concept of a metaverse is perhaps older than a lot of people might think. And this book, Snow Crash, is, is great. I, I, again, I thoroughly recommend reading it. It's kind of set in a future, uh, futuristic corporate dystopia. Corporations and businesses have kind of replaced governments. And the, <laughs> wow. Yeah, it's, uh, dystopia, you say? It, dystopia, yeah. Um, and the metaverse of the novel, it, it, it takes the form of this street that runs for thousands of miles around the circumference of this planet. Um, and you can access it through virtual reality goggles. And when you're in it, you know, you see it through a sort of first-person perspective. Um, and, you, and the users of it appear as avatars, basically, in this very corporate-controlled, you know, otherworldly environment. Mm. Um, and that also brings to mind the other uh, kind of cultural touchstone that more people may be familiar with that kind of relates to metaverses. And that's the Steven Spielberg film uh, Ready Player One. Mm. Have you seen that? No. It Again, very, very, very. Go good. watch that instead of listening to this. <laughs> well, yeah, listen to it to compliment. Yeah, yeah. Uh, a, that's from 2018. And again, that is sort of set in a sort of future dystopian future where citizens spend much of their time inside this VR simulation. People have been, kind of been exploring this theme for a while, this idea of this kind of digital world that exists alongside our own. And actually, I think, I mean, I wonder whether even something like The Matrix is kind of exploring mm. that in a little yeah, in yeah. a sense, you know, this other, this other realm that yeah. exists you, that you kind of go to. And I mean, you think of the people in The Matrix, when they're plugged into The Matrix, aren't they? They're sort of sitting there in those chairs with that... Yeah. headphone jack in the back of their head and I, I was thinking about that on the way over here today and I was like is that could that be seen as a metaphor for people being online you know just kind of slumped in a chair yeah of plugged course into just something using else. them for their, their battery energy I suppose yeah so what's interesting I think is that these kind of metaverse ideas they often are very kind of dystopian you know they 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 appear as 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 part of a a future that you know, no sane person would really want to be a part of. And I think this this ties into a lot of public perception about the metaverse and what the metaverse could be. And I mean, I think that's I think that's a fair point to make. A lot of what we're going to discuss today is, you know, how can the metaverse be a, a good thing? Or is it is it this is it this thing that a lot of people imagine it to be, you know, something that we really no right thinking person would want? As I said earlier, the metaverse is this kind of digital world. It exists alongside our own, as some people have described it, as the internet in 3D. Mm. And Mark Zuckerberg, we all know who he is, he has described it as the successor 
to the internet, the next iteration of the internet, basically a kind of fusion of our physical and our online lives. And I think that, you know, the very the thought is that it will be accessed using VR, you know, these VR headsets, obviously Facebook Meta, whatever it's called now, is kind of working on this technology. Yeah, I've got I've got one of them. Yeah, you've, uh, yeah, you've got Oculus. Uh, yeah. Um, and I think there could be elements of both virtual reality and uh, augmented reality as mm. well. This idea that, you know, you're, you're not necessarily in a virtual uh, setting in a completely virtual setting, but these virtual objects can appear. That's you know that's what I understand by kind of augmented reality. And a big thing is this idea of of, of an avatar, like users appear, navigating through the metaverse, appearing in the metaverse, being represented by this avatar, a virtual you know representation of them mm-hmm. themselves. And obviously, that is what form that takes is kind of infinitely customizable, which I think is, again, something that people are quite sort of excited about for, for various reasons. Um, and interestingly, the word avatar is uh, ultimately derived from the Sanskrit word uh, avatara, um, which it kind of stands for the descent of a deity into a terrestrial form. Okay. And if that sounds very clever, that's because it's from Wikipedia. <laughs> um, so... This metaverse, this this uh, this digital world that's kind of existing, this internet in 3D, is now starting to take shape in our world, and it's kind of opening up as a, as a front as a new frontier for sort of leisure, business, gaming, you know, just just kind of general existence, mm. really. And the scope of it is is truly huge. And socialising. Yeah, I mean, the, yeah. This, it, once you kind of once you kind of get into thinking about what what you could do, what you could achieve in this in this world, it, it gets a pretty you know dizzying prospect, and this is why many in tech and indeed beyond see it as the next big thing. Now, I'll give you some figures here just to give you an idea of how much you know of what people of the potential that people see in the metaverse. Um, I saw one prediction. Uh, you know, the metaverse could be worth around $800 billion by 2024, which is the year after next. Mm. That's, you know, that's pretty crazy. Then there was a recent report by Citi and KPMG predicted the metaverse economy could be worth $13 trillion by 2030, which is, you know, I mean, that's serious, serious money. Um and you've got, you know, you've got analysts, you've got brands, artists, you know, Wall Street banks, you know, kind of exploring this idea, this idea of kind of virtual real estate, mm. you know, this, this, this new frontier opening up. And, you know, metaverse land, this digital land that we'll talk about more in more detail later on, this is perceived as kind of Internet space. And, um, you know, this is all tied in with the fact that we humans are spending an increasing amount of time online Mm. and, you know, whether we like it or not. And you just need to look at you just need to look at kids to see how how far how how much they're getting sucked in. Because I, I, I mean, I, I, you may not see this with your with your little one because he's still a baby, isn't he? But mm. I mean, I noticed this with um, friends of mine, children with my nieces and stuff like that. You know, they, you give them a, you give them an iPad or a smartphone to please God keep them quiet for five minutes, and they just no, disappear it's, it's, inside. I know, I, I know it's 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 really bad, but the kid, my child, 
always goes for my phone and the remote control. Wow. Which is kind of indicative about what he sees me doing and yeah. then wants to do. He's copying. Yeah. That's, I mean, that's what children do, isn't it? Yeah. They, imitate, they imitate the and adults it's, around them. It's, it's bad. And, and like sometimes when he's, he's a little bit restless, there's this one YouTube video that he just loves and it's just some dancing vegetables. It's this baby sensory thing. Yeah. But it's, it's you know... Uh, scary. It's scary, yeah. And you see them, you know, you see them. They, I'm not going to change. No, it's <laughs> just, too late. Just, for that. Yeah, it's yeah. too late for that. He's six months. But I've got, I've got, I've got a, a friend who who doesn't. He's not on his phone around his kids, and he's mm. very. And I, uh, he's just a lot more uh, disciplined, I suppose. Yeah, it's it's. I mean, it, it's so difficult to avoid because mm. it's all around us. And yeah, as you say, you know, children imitate what they see adults doing. Mm. You know, that's how they that's how they learn. And I mean, for me, the scary thing is when you watch when you watch a kid playing with an iPad and stuff. It just comes; they've already got this whole yeah, swiping yeah. thing, and it just looks so natural to them. Yeah, so and intuitive. I mean, their attention spans are just terrible. Yeah, you know, my, one of my nieces just—you'll see her; she'll watch a video for three seconds and skip on to the next one. Mm. Three seconds, next one. It's just just. Watch the stupid video. Yeah, I'm telling you about cryptocurrency. Yeah, but <laughs> come on. <laughs> Don't you want to know about Solano? <laughs> Look, I told you it's really under, really important you understand the difference between proof of work and proof of stake. This, this is, <laughs> I understand. There's a lot well. at stake here, pun intended. Um, anyway, yes. So um, back to the metaverse. So the metaverse, it, it's not yet an actual thing. But... Isn't it? Well... I no, I would say I, I would say there are various kind of iterations of it. It's starting to develop. We're starting to see metaverse worlds mm. created. But I think this idea of a metaverse that we can sort of jump in and out of very, very easily all the time, that is kind of all around us, that really is kind of augment you know, another another dimension that we exist in. We're away we're away off that yet. I mean, there are still there are these metaverse worlds that you can go into, and we're going to talk about a few of them later on. You know, especially you know a couple of um, notable ones in the crypto space. But of course, we've also got these corporate metaverse worlds mm. that are being worked on. Now, I say corporate. Just some examples of brands brands that have gotten involved in the metaverse to some in in these metaverse worlds to some extent. Adidas, Louis Vuitton, Nike, McDonald's, Samsung, Netflix, you've got football clubs exploring metaverse opportunities, um, fashion brands, banks, all these sorts of things, you know, are all looking into what the metaverse can do for them, how mm. they can, you know, how they can profit from the metaverse in some way. And you've got things like, I mean, Nike has a, Nike has a virtual store in the Roblox metaverse. Have you heard of Roblox? Yeah, it's yeah. this game that kids are into. Um, and, you know, the Roblox metaverse is, is kind of here. It's got about 10 million users. Um, and, you know, they're interacting with this platform. They are building stuff in it. Uh, you know, there's this community around them. They're socializing. You know, they're spending time in it. My niece was showing me her restaurant and, uh, and the menus that she has. Ter oh, really? Terrible menu. Really? Really big. She's not going to be able to keep up the standard on, on yeah. that many items. No, Has she not watched the Gordon Ramsay Kitchen Nightmare? Too many vegan choices? No, it was everything. But oh, yeah. Right. Uh, just a mess. <laughs> yeah. they've, got, they've got no idea. No. They've got no idea. Um, now, the, and money is being spent on yeah. the metaverse already. Around, uh, from January to May this year, um, this, is something I, this is something I saw in this Time magazine article, around $120 billion of investment was pumped into metaverse projects. 
So there is serious money going into it. And I think for any... I think a really good way to think about it and and something that I think the metaverse could be good for in a way, it could be a good thing, is to think about it. Think of this idea of economic growth. This is what capitalism is kind of built on, this idea of constant growth. And this is something that's top of mind for a lot of people at the moment because everyone's talking about a recession, which is obviously negative growth. The economy's shrinking, Mm. getting smaller. And obviously that has big consequences. So... Our economic model in most of the world is built on constant growth. Now, there's the, a limit. Yeah, the planet is only so big. You know, that what that growth translates into, what economic growth translates into is more stuff. It's more plastic in the oceans, it's more CO2 in the atmosphere, it's more crap, you know, it, it's 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 more consumption. And that is that is unsustainable. And you know, the, we've seen you know, we're living now with the effects of what decades of that have uh, have had on the planet. And, you know, I, I don't think you can just dismiss that as an environmentalist argument. It's a, you know, if we keep growing, then we will eventually reach, you know. Like a un- breaking point. Yeah. Now, the metaverse. Saturation point. Only. Saturation point, yeah. Now, the <coughs> metaverse you can, I think, look at as, and, and one of the th- reasons why I think it could be a force for good in the future is that this could provide this next dimension for us to grow in, economically to grow in. Yeah. But without, you would hope, consuming you know, all the world's resources, without mm. manufacturing more plastic that ends up at, you know, stuffed down a sea lion's throat mm. or whatever. You know, so I think in that way, it is, it, it is a really fascinating concept. We can, we can grow into this other world and we can keep, you know, we can keep evolving. We can, and more people are able to have stuff, but without, you know, hopefully the sort of physical impact on, our, on the environment around us. So, and I mean, you know, this idea of uh, of an online economy is already, you know, it's massive. You know, people spend billions, trillions of dollars a year online, and the online economy is is growing everywhere. Really. Mm. So that's a that's a that's a way to think about you know the metaverse as as, as a no, yeah, no, I see I see that as a, a as a as a, a potential benefit because. We're probably not going to stop uh, the the sort of constant consumption, the constant mm. need for growth. Although there is arguments of saying that, you know, it's kind of like do do we need to just be creating more and, and doing more, and that's kind of negative. Recycling and you know using more, yeah. This idea of this idea of the circular economy, this mm. idea of sustainability, all this sort of stuff. And I mean, you know, I. It's one of the it's one of the crazy aspects of humanity, isn't it? We we know that we got we're to do it. We're in a system it, that we're kind can't... of forced to carry on with. Yeah, yeah. We're we're locked into this. We're locked into this idea of constant growth, mm. and there are people pushing back against this. Yeah, and but it's very very difficult. I mean, how is a politician going to get elected? On a platform of like, I'm going to shrink the economy. You know, yeah, I'm going to, or, s- or let's just scrap everything. Yeah, I tell you what, if I'm president, you won't have so much stuff, mm. and you know, see how many people vote from then, mm. vote for them then. You know, it's it's just, yeah, but it's very difficult to see a way that we can that we can have it both ways, that we can keep growing, but also. You know, yeah, that's an interesting it's an sustain. Interesting point. You know, also not exhaust the planet, and and the metaverse, I think, gives a gives a possible answer 
to that question. Now, yeah, you asked earlier, I mean, does, does the metaverse exist? Is there, you know, is it, is, is it already up and running? And it, it's kind of starting to form. And but, I mean, but there are, but yes, because there's the Roblox, which is a form of a metaverse. Yeah. There is, I remember on the Oculus, there was, um, uh, it's just kind of like a, 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 you just walk around, you talk to people, you can play little games, you can build a little house, you can do all of that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, and that was a version of the metaverse. You know, I was talking to people, this was during the lockdown, in, in Texas. Yeah. You know, these housewives in Texas, you know, all these r people from all around the world, you're just going around there. There's virtual comedy clubs. There was all sorts yeah. of stuff this, going on. This virtual space. Yeah. And this was in Roblox, was it? No, this was, uh, I can't remember what it was called, but it was uh, one of the Oculus ones, you know. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It's yeah. It's starting to, it's starting to form, and and there are these metaverse worlds. Mm. They're you know they're kind of all separate from each other, more or less. But uh, you know yeah, the idea is people are getting comfortable with the idea, or people are getting more familiar with the idea. Um, and I'm, I mean, I think you could say, you know, this, this isn't something new. This idea of walking around Who as an have avatar. The first metaverse job, their job is to wake up, go and do stuff in the metaverse. I mean, there are there is lots of stuff happening in the metaverse. We're going to mm. talk about that I, I, in in a minute or so. I'm not. Yeah, I mean, there must be people. Yeah, who's who? At least part of their job mm. is is metaverse based. Um, that is going. I mean, again, this is this is a, an opportunity for growth because mm. this you know this is a, not just an opportunity for people to buy and sell, but also for employment as well. So, yeah, we'll come to that. But uh, as I was going to say, I think this idea of walking around as an avatar in a digital world that isn't the real world has kind of existed. You know, we, we're sort of familiar with that. I mean, if you ever played Grand Theft Auto, there's, yeah. there's kind of elements of metaverse in that, isn't it? It's like, like your Farmville. You know yeah. I mean, you've got your own farm, you're building it, you're doing stuff, there's other people involved, it's kind of... Yeah, yeah, it's it's a concept that's it's starting, it's starting to grow, but obviously, you know, the, and you've also got online um, virtual worlds like Second Life, mm. which is still like, I mean, I remember, I remember everyone getting very excited about that a few years ago, and then it seemed to have sort of fizzled out. Sims. Yeah, yeah The Sims. Uh, Second Life is still going, it's got hundreds of millions, it's growing, like it's... Um, it's still a thing. A lot of people still use it. it just mm. doesn't seem to be attracting the headlines anymore. But uh, And then you've got virtual world games. You've got the likes of Fortnite and Minecraft, mm. which are obviously massive. That, you know, you use avatars in those. And crucially, <coughs> for the purposes of, of what we're going to talk about later, you also have these, these in-game currencies, mm. you know, which, which you can spend and buy stuff in this in this particular in this particular world they're not cryptocurrencies though and that's that's an important thing mm. to to understand but um and yeah you know and and talking of crypto this seemed cryptocurrency has opened up the kind of latest frontier in in what the metaverse is 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 looking to evolve into this idea of metaverse platforms like decentraland and the sandbox these are two ones i'm going to mention time and time again they're the biggest kind of crypto blockchain focused ones um and you've also got kind of blockchain games as well which you know like axie infinity illuvium um, star atlas things like that big time studios you know all these uh, these ideas that uh, you know, it, it are slowly starting to evolve and make use of blockchain technology and also cryptocurrency as well. And um, you have things like, I mean, the Sandbox, for instance, it started life as a as a mobile game. 
and it then pivoted to blockchain in 2018. It was bought by a company called Animoca Brands, which is a big, you know, a big kind of developer in this in this space. And it's now sort of uh, switched to becoming this this metaverse platform. And I guess the big innovation here is the use of cryptocurrencies and NFTs in particular mm. for in-game assets. And we're going to talk we're going to talk later on about how this makes these kind of metaverse worlds different from the sort of corporate ones that you know the likes of Meta and stuff are imagining. So sort of park that for the moment. But um, yeah, the idea is you know you're able to own these digital assets with value, uh, but beyond the confines of the platform. You know mm. you have you have control over them um, because the game platforms, you know, the Minecrafts, the Fortnites of this world, and we've talked about this before, they, they function as kind of walled gardens. Yeah, no, I was, I was thinking about this and I've seen uh, some issues with this with the Oculus stuff. Now, uh, people were, uh, I was playing a game, I can't remember what it was called, um, kind of basically a Fortnite version on Oculus. Mm. And there was a bit of a, 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 a you know, a forum there. And, and we were on, there was a Facebook forum with it, it was sort of uh, people t- talking about it. And someone lost their Facebook account. Right. Or something went wrong with it. Or they got hacked or it got deleted or they'd done something wrong on Facebook. Mm-hmm. And they lost their, all the game. They couldn't access the game. It basically bricked the... The, the the unit and they they'd spent a lot of money on a game and they were pissed off about that. Mm. But I suppose that is that's the thing where it's a walled garden. It's like all there. Whereas this is if it's with the crypto, if it's it's if it's an NFT and it's on on a blockchain, then it's it's decentralized. So it's not it's not uh, at the at the whim of Mark Zuckerberg or exactly. Yeah, yeah. And this is a and and this is a big thing. You know, th- this idea of a central a centralized metaverse that is owned and controlled and built and regulated all this sort of stuff by a particular company mm. you know this is uh, this is i think the big challenge that we that we face with the metaverse coming you know coming in the future um because you know th- well we'll we'll get to it in a minute i i wanted to you know in these in these um decentralized metaverses in the likes of decentraland and the sandbox you know you have this virtual land which you can buy up as you know nfts it comes as nfts you can then develop it and and use it you can monetize it and this is this is a big this is a, a you know a big innovation uh, as far as as far as metaverses go you know because you can you know you can do anything you can exhibit digital art you can host virtual events i mean snoop dog yeah yeah he's he's hosted uh, he's done gigs in the metaverse before um, I made a note here, Steve Aoki. Someone said, oh, Steve Aoki. I don't know who he is. But he's a DJ who throws cake. He throws cake. It's one of his. He's a EDM sort of DJ. Uh, okay. And he has a, a, a little gimmick where he just throws cake at someone. Okay. Well, good luck doing that in the metaverse, Steve. Well, well, virtual, virtual cake. cake. Let yeah. me eat virtual cake. <laughs> <laughs> just throwing sort of cake as uh, cake crumbs as NFTs. Mm. You heard it here first. Um, and yeah, I mean, this 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 space, this this metaverse land can be used advertising, branding, sort of just general exposure and stuff. And yeah, it's I don't think it's a big imaginative leap to 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 understand why brands, why you know, so many companies are getting excited about it. And um, I mean, we've had we've seen real world stuff kind of happening in these metaverses. So um, the first metaverse mortgage uh, was reported this earlier this year. The first metaverse wedding was reported in February this year. In fact, I've got a quote from a Cointelegraph article here about it. This was 7th of February 2022. 
A Phoenix couple tied the knot with their digital identities this weekend in the first marriage to take place in the metaverse. The wedding ceremony took place in Decentraland, complete with witnesses, Supreme Court Justice officiant Clint Bolick, and a virtual crowd of 2,000 guests on Saturday. It's going to be expensive, 2,000 wedding guests. Yeah. Well, not in the metaverse. Yeah, it? yeah. Um, apparently, though, it didn't quite go to plan. Like, Are uh, they divorced already? <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, Did they not consummate it virtually? <laughs> let, me, let me find the article, because it's actually quite funny. They were, although the couple, see, this is another quote, um, they were met with some rather archaic technical issues. Decentraland <laughs> struggled to handle the number of guests in attendance. Um, uh, Ryan's avatar was left at the aisle as Candice's failed to make a digital appearance, um, but only for some guests. Okay. Depending so. on which server attendees had been split into, the bride was wearing a dress, a hoodie, or wasn't there at all. That's amazing. <laughs> Um, yeah, so it was. Uh, yeah, it was a little bit. Uh, it was a little bit rough and ready by the sound of it. And also, I want to end this section before we go off for a quick ad break. What, what, what to me is one of the most interesting things I, I found in researching the metaverse is that the the idea, as we said, has been around for quite some time. And obviously, you know, the, the word, as we saw, first came, you know, was first used, first recorded uses in 1992 in this book, Snow Crash. Now, Matthew Ball, in this Time magazine article, uh, makes, a really, makes a really good point. He says, transformations, this is a quote, don't experience switch flips. So we're in the mobile era today, but the first cellular, cellular network call uh, was in 1973. The first wireless data network was in 1991, smartphone in 1992. So it's this idea of, you know, the concept is nothing new and the technology is being tested. We're just not at that stage. Adoption, yeah. uh, universal adoption yet. Where apparently. everyone is, is, is ready to pick it up. I suppose it, it comes when, it, uh, is it just uh, a, a breakthrough in technology, sort of making it more affordable for, for mass adoption, you know, like a, an Oculus, or just the convenience of it, like an Oculus headset only wear it for a few hours before yeah. it gets ball ache yeah sweaty hot but they're gonna get the technology's gonna get better it's gonna get smaller you're gonna be able to just have it on a pair of sunglasses i don't know but well we, yeah it was interesting wasn't it because we the, there was that ex the experiment with google glass wasn't there mm. a few years ago and it, it seemed to sort of fall very flat but this idea that you know you could be you could be online at the same time as going about your mm. daily life. And Facebook and Ray-Ban have, two, have uh, combined to make some glasses that have cameras in them that's connected to your Facebook account and all that sort of stuff. Right. Uh, and they just look like normal glasses. Yeah. But, I mean, I was looking at this because I was like, okay, this could be quite cool to record some stand-up from mm -hmm. my point of view. Yeah. And, you know, you could splice that in. But it's only, uh, it's only I think, because uh, it, it's kind of launched after the Facebook Cambridge Analytica thing and I think they were just like okay cool maybe we don't record everyone everywhere uh, unaware um, and I think it's 30 seconds is the max you're allowed yeah. to record it's, and it's stuff tempting like to imagine Ray, people at Ray-Ban reading those articles and going I think we need to rethink this yeah, yeah. a little bit yeah on that note shall we take a quick break and we'll be back in just a moment AI might be the most important new computer technology ever. It's storming every industry, and literally billions of dollars are being invested. So buckle up. The problem is that AI needs a lot of speed and processing power. 
So how do you compete without costs spiraling out of control? It's time to upgrade to the next generation of the cloud. Oracle Cloud Infrastructure, or OCI. OCI is a single platform for your infrastructure, database, application development, and AI needs. OCI has four to eight times the bandwidth of other clouds, offers one consistent price instead of variable regional pricing, and of course, nobody does data better than Oracle. So now you can train your AI models at twice the speed and less than half the cost of other clouds. If you want to do more and spend less like Uber, 8x8, and Databricks Mosaic, take a free test drive of OCI at oracle.com slash strategic. That's oracle.com slash strategic. oracle.com slash strategic. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm J.B. Smoove, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit att.com slash hypergig for details. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought... In that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Welcome back. We're back. So I want to ask the question, why is the metaverse a thing now? Because I think that might be something that, that listeners are, are, are wondering themselves. It's like, why am I suddenly hearing metaverse all the time? Not mm. just because they're listening to this episode, but why, are they, why do they keep seeing mentions of the metaverse? Is it the money that's up? going in? Well, yeah, I think it is a big part. I mean, the, the hype around the metaverse kind of really kicked into gear. Uh, last year in October, yeah. in October 2021, when Facebook announced that it was rebranding to Meta. Yeah. And, I mean, this just sent the whole thing into into overdrive. And do you remember uh, there was that just ghastly presentation with Mark Zuckerberg <laughs> where, his, where, you know, he was showing off his avatar and his avatar actually looked more lifelike than he did. <laughs> and just sort of... <laughs> just, okay, so we've got Meta and other tech companies like Microsoft. You know, they're waking up to the value proposition of the metaverse that we were talking about earlier. And, I mean, Microsoft acquired um, Activision, Activision Blizzard, the game developer, 
for $75 billion recently. And that apparently was very much with an eye to metaverse development. And that ties into what I was saying about all this money being pumped into metaverse projects. You know, Meta is pouring money into it, as into the metaverse, as well as other tech companies. And I guess, you know, basically they see it as a way for them to expand the boundaries of their current business models to you know to get ahead of the ahead of the pack and be be there for the next iteration of the internet you know for this 3d internet because they want us to spend more time online using whatever services they offer and um you know which will make them un- incalculable amounts of money. i mean it's already made them stupid money but i think the the, the, no, the they want to maintain and and, and grow yeah yeah and Again, I think it's really important at this point to draw the line between the the corporate metaverse concept and then these blockchain-based decentralized equivalents because, let's face it, Meta's metaverse, for instance, will be under Meta's control. It will ultimately just be another way for Meta, Facebook, whatever you want to call it, to do what what it already does, which is harvest your data and sell it to advertisers. Like that is That is what Facebook's metaverse will be about. It won't be about, you know, this awful jargon that, Zuckerberg uses, you know, connecting people, sharing, bringing people together, you know, it'll ostensibly be about that. What it will really be is about, you know, more ways to capture data and flog you stuff you don't need. And it's doubtful whether, you know, any of these corporate metaverses would want to offer much interaction with the other ones because, you know, they want to keep that value for themselves. They want to lock it in. You mm. know, it, again, this idea of a walled garden, you know, I, I can't imagine that meta would be all that comfortable with the idea of someone interacting, you know, maybe, uh, you know, having a business in its metaverse and then taking some of that Capital and you know, like I said before, into Microsoft. Betamax won't work. A Betamax videotape won't work on a VHS. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like you can't, you know, you can't. Oh, yeah. You there, there isn't a universal charger for iPhones and yeah. and Android phones. It's like it has to be different because mm. God forbid, you know, God forbid there should be any sort of universality. Yeah, yeah. So, and I mean, again, you can see the attraction for a company like Meta to do this. You know, it's got the user base, it's got, it's developing the tech and its business model is dependent on user attention. The metaverse, the idea of a metaverse is a great way to capture value. And, and I think the big danger here is, is network effects. You know, a a, a platform like Meta will have, has the money and resources to construct a metaverse, which looks really cool which can, you know, you can do loads of stuff a bit like the original Facebook platform was and everyone just goes to that. And then network effects means that, uh, you know, everyone just kind of stays there. It's like, well, this is what we know, you know, this is what we're happy with and they've, and they've captured it. And, I mean, again, you can see the value proposition, can't you? If you can become, if you're building a place that becomes a place of commerce, you know, if you own the land, say, on which that commerce is happening, you know, you you can be rent-seeking in that way. And in the metaverse, you can see how that would work. You know, if, if people are doing business there, it's like, well, I own the land. I own the metaverse. So I'll just take a percentage cut of every transaction. And, I mean, you can see how that instantly translates. I mean, that's just a license to print money, isn't mm. it? So there's this huge potential value proposition for those who are able to develop it. And I should say, on a more kind of scary note, I mean, this idea of corporate metaverses doesn't, to me, sound all that all that nice. What's more government scary? One. 
Yeah. And China, it, states like China are also looking at developing metaverse technologies. And I mean, you can see the attraction for that, you know. If everyone's existing in in a, in a metaverse that's been built and is run by the Chinese Communist Party, and it can see everything you're doing and everything you're spending, I mean that's that's basically what they want, isn't it? That's that's mm. that's their that's their ideal society. So, you know, the governments are waking up to it too. Um, here's Arthur Hayes uh, from this brilliant article that I was talking about. Um, "Quote: China is fashioning a mobile-first online society." All data and interactions are networked, monitored, and policed by the state. The Chinese metaverse is complete with social credit scores that encompass the entirety of your on and offline lives. Given the amount of R&D spending on AI and 5G, Beijing believes the future is a digital-first connected population. Scary. Mm. Yeah. So... Having looked at that, having looked at this kind of nightmarish scenario of corporate and government metaverses, let's look at the metaverse and crypto. Because when Facebook made this announcement, when it changed... They launched the coin. Did they launch the coin? Facebook has tried to launch a cryptocurrency before. It tried to launch something called Libra back in 2019. And it then rebranded it to DM and uh, last year or the year before. And that project's now died, fortunately. Um, when Facebook launched Libra or announced Libra in 2019, regulators in the US, it was a it was a big moment because they went, hang on a sec. Yeah, it's something this big. Yeah, it's like we're you know the idea of Bitcoin is uncomfortable enough for us, but a cryptocurrency but company, issued by this massive company, yeah, overseen by you know, and yeah, it was it was a big moment, and basically Facebook really sort of. Spoiled, <laughs> spoiled it for everyone else in a way. Okay. Um, but yeah, anyhow, when Facebook made this announcement, it was changing its name to Meta. Metaverse-related cryptos pumped big time. Mm. So, for instance, um, Decentraland's MANA token, uh, the MANA token for Decentraland, which we talked about in the mm. tokens episode yeah, last yeah. week, uh, its price on the 27th of October um, 2021 was 81 cents. Uh, the announcement from Meta was the next day. A couple of days later, it was $3.53. Ooh. If you look on its price chart, it's crazy. So the Metaverse concept had landed and many began to believe that crypto-focused projects could actually make it happen. You know, there was excitement beyond just what, you know, Facebook was trying to do. And there's certainly a lot more hope that crypto-focused Metaverse could offer, uh, you know, alternative to, to corporate ones. And um, now the crucial difference, I guess, when you think of a of a crypto metaverse, and again, the, the, the touchstones here are Decentraland and the Sandbox. What they do is that they have these in-game assets. So Decentraland has land, which is the, you know, the NFTs that represent this virtual land, and mana, which is the in-game currency. Now, anyone can, can buy these, and crucially, they can take custody of them. They can move them into their own uh, into their own wallet. So, with Decentraland, for instance, it's built on Ethereum. So you'd use your MetaMask browser extension wallet. But you know, you have custody of that of those assets. Now, Facebook has talked about embracing NFTs. You know, issuing NFTs in its in its metaverse. But it almost certainly won't let users take custody of those. You won't be able to move those NFTs into your own wallet into your own self-custodied wallet because again that would that would allow you to take value out of that metaverse you know out of that mm. uh, walled garden that, that that facebook is trying to create and the companies don't the corporations don't want that so 
the big difference here, you know, when we talk about this idea of a decentralized, you know, of a blockchain based metaverse is that the, the, the decentralization comes from the fact that users take ownership of their assets, take custody of their assets. And I mean, Decentraland, for instance, it operates as as a DAO, as a decentralized autonomous organization, um, which makes, you know, governance and decision making decentralized at its core. If you hold manner, you know, if you hold land, you get a say in how Decentraland is, in, is run, how the DAO is run. Um, and there are lots of other, you know, there are lots of other sort of um, metaverse, uh, decentralized kind of metaverse platforms that are springing up. But again, you know, the Sandbox and Decentraland are the, are the, are the two big ones. Um, and yeah, you know, they, they've, they've allowed, you know, anyone can buy in to these things. And it's so there's this idea of decentralization. And I mean, decentralization is there are varying degrees of it. And I mean, for instance, the sandbox, because it's controlled by Animoca brands, you know, there's 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 um, there's questions around how decentralized the sandbox really is. And this process of decentralization is an ongoing thing. You know, it's not just, you, you can't just say, oh, well, it's decentralized because anyone can buy in. It's like how much can people buy up lots of land and therefore have more control? How much control does the company that that built this thing in the first place, how much does it retain? So this, yeah, decentralization is, is a, is a very all encompassing term, but certainly these kind of, you know, these crypto, these blockchain focused metaverses, these decentralized metaverses to, to my mind offer a much more, uh, you know, a much better idea of what the metaverse could be in the future. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and yeah, as, as I said, corporate metaverses, they, it's hard to imagine them allowing custodial ownership of the assets. The, the In the same way as, as traditionally. You have this kind of crucial moment, I think. It's like, okay, I own this. Mm. This is mine. I've paid for it. So can I now do what I want with it? But and I then, think you can do with you what you want with it, but within the realms of the... Yeah, the ecosystem. Yeah, it's like so. It's I'm not in the same. Yeah, I'm in Megacorp's metaverse, and I own you know I own these NFTs. I am in <laughs> Kim.com's metaverse. Can I take the you know Can I take the NFTs that I've created, say in here, and take them over to Decentraland, or can mm. I take them to Microsoft Metaverse or whatever? It's like it's it's hard to imagine that mm. happening because that 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 means that value's been taken out. Mm. So. And this, I think, leads us on. I mean, let's talk about. Let's talk more about the drawbacks of the metaverse concept itself. Like le leaving aside whether it's a corporate metaverse, whether it's a crypto-focused, a decentralized metaverse. You know, th there are still there are still drawbacks to the to the to the concept itself. Yeah. And I mean, I think the first one is let's face it: a lot of people, not everyone, but a lot of people, aren't exactly their best selves when they're online. There are already instances i mean here's we were talking about vice magazine earlier here's mm. a vice headline from february this year woman says she was virtually gang raped in facebook's metaverse oh jesus yeah uh and it's pretty it's pretty horrible to read you know this, this she, she says she went in there you know her as her is that female. is that a uh, is that a salacious clickbait title or is that because i mean i don't know the metaverse mm. I mean, I read, having read the article, it was, it, 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 because it makes you Because can you not pleasing. just take the headset off? 
Well, yeah, but I think there's, I mean, and I think that's a question that a lot of people ask. It's like, well, if you don't, you know, if you felt uncomfortable in there, why didn't you get out of there? It's like, well, that's... I mean, don't that's, get me wrong. That's, 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 I'm not like, I'm not condoning the... the you, yeah, I mean, that's not the, that's not the issue. The, the, the issue is... How do, I mean, these, how do you have sex with someone on... on well, I mean, you know, the, no, the key word... How do we... <laughs> please, let me... Consensually. I, just, okay. I mean, this is why, you know, virtually gang raped. I th- so reading this article, you know, this, this, this woman was sort of walking around this Facebook metaverse as her as a you know in as her female avatar mm. and she said she was sort of surrounded by all these male avatars with male voices who you know who are sort of touching her avatar and making inappropriate comments and stuff it's it's pretty queasy to read you yeah. know? it's just like wow okay we've got this new thing and already people are yeah. behaving like this but um i mean uh, I sound surprised, but I mean, this is just how a lot of people are, isn't it? But um, I mean, yeah, so whatever form the metaverse takes, if it's constructed along the same lines as much of the rest of the Internet, then I think you could argue it'll just turn into another place for people that's kind of lawless and where people just go around being dicks to each other. Mm. So there's a lot that needs sign to- me up. <laughs> How do I how do I get in there? Um, so no, no, yeah, no. There's a, there's always going to be abuse of of new technologies and and people just being absolute knob cheesers. Yeah, and I mean it, it 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 this is already a question, isn't it? But new laws governing how people behave online. I mean, I think they they are going to need to be introduced. I mean, I'm not saying social credit scores are the answer here. Um, I mean, but- you look at it with Elon and and. Uh, and uh, but I suppose look if if you if you can if it's kind of linked to you mm. like Twitter like under Elon potentially if it, <laughs> it goes ahead or he's forced to buy it or whatever yeah you're gonna be okay cool you pay to be verified and that and that's how you can interact and do a lot more accountability then, yes yeah and this is actually I mean this is this is slightly tangential but one of the big things being talked about in the crypto space at the moment is this idea of a decentralized digital ID. So, you know, you can you can sort of prove who you are. You know, you can prove that you're a real person. You know, you're not a bot or whatever. Um, but you still have that degree of anonymous. privacy. Yeah, you, you know, you can be anonymous, but you're still, you know, you still have an ID. And it's a, it's a really interesting it's a really interesting idea, you know, of, of, how, of how you bring this kind of accountability to the digital space, you know, to stop people, I guess, just... Because in real life, you can just get punched in the face, but... <laughs> yeah, yeah, not so much. If you're so acting much. like a dick, you get punched in the face or arrested or, you know, or, or a comeuppance will be coming, potentially. Yeah. Whereas online, you can just unplug and forget about it. Yeah. And, uh, and, this, is what, and this is what a lot of people do. You know, this is how a lot of people live their lives. You know, they're, they're sort of, they're, you know, perfectly sort of normal human beings in real life but a, a darker side of them emerges when they're on the internet mm. and you know if, if the metaverse if, if if the metaverse well when the metaverse becomes but a thing so also, also i also think one of the things that is a problem is nuance and human interactions is completely um removed from a, a twitter a tweet yeah, Do you know, you, it's like when I send you a text, it could be read in three or four different tones and voices. Yeah, same thing with the tweet, um, and you know how people interact online. Some people take great offense to something when it could just be, you know, misworded, or 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 it could be interpreted in two completely different ways. Sarcasm, you know, is 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 lost, and you know, yeah. people think you think exact opposite when you're actually on the same um, side of the coin. 
So maybe with the metaverse and, uh, uh, you know, it's a bit more of a, uh, th there's more detail. Yeah. Then maybe, you know, you can tell if someone's being sarcastic because you are, it's kind of a more of a face to face interaction. Yeah. Well, this absolutely. And this kind of leads into what I, I want mean, to obviously, talk the, about the, 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 the thing that happened to that girl, obviously, that's not like <laughs> that's a, that's not. Yeah. I mean, that 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 is taking that kind of, you know, that that extra angle of realism, yeah. you know, and, and going. But I suppose that is the GTA kind of it's it's not real so you know in gta you know wasn't there this thing where you kind of you had to uh you sleep with a prostitute and then you could shoot her and get your money back and that was a thing and you know it's it's kind of yeah and but, there was a huge outcry about it wasn't it because but it, when it's when it's when it's a what is the term a, a non like it's not a non real playing character mpc, NPC oh yeah. so i did get it right i, I said ncp yeah like the car park national car parks yeah <laughs> I bet there were people shouting at me. Um, yeah, when it's a, a NPC, it, it doesn't matter. But when it's uh, someone who, when it could be a child, yeah, yeah, it's yeah. There's there's so there's so many different you know. There's so much to think about with mm. how how people interact in this space. Mm. But I mean, what you're saying, you know, leads quite nicely on to the the final bit that I wanted to talk about. You know, what are the actual benefits of the metaverse? Mm. And how is it? How how can it be a good thing? Let's take a break before we talk about that. Yeah. And then and then we'll finish on a on a high note. Today I'm going to give you some straightforward advice on how to deal with naughty kids. How about instead of timeouts, time ins? Time for you to start paying some bills. I'm JB Smooth, and that was a full episode of my new podcast, Straightforward. Inspired by guaranteed straightforward pricing from AT&T Fiber. Get what you want without the complicated. AT&T Fiber, live like a giggillionaire. Available wherever you get your podcast. Limited availability in select areas. Visit at slash hypergig for details. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 
The 2024 NFL Schedule Release, presented by Verizon, coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. We're back. Let's crack on with part three. So what are the potential benefits of the metaverse? We've talked about... I mean, money. If you've invested loads, you can get lots of money. <laughs> yeah, if you're, a tech, if you're a tech company. If you're, if you're Mark Zuckerberg, it's... It There's almost quite... unlimited amounts of money yeah. to be made, yeah. And as you, you touched on earlier, you know, the, 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 the potential for growth without the limitations of reality. Yeah, and I think also the way that you can, it could offer a way to actually bring people together, yep. to use a sort of Zuckerbergism, if you like, but, you know, to bring people together in a way that things like Zoom or Microsoft Teams, they can't. Yeah. It's really, it's been really interesting the past couple of years with the pandemic and stuff, hasn't it? Because, you know, suddenly, suddenly there was this, suddenly uh, video call, virtual meetings and all this sort of stuff became the thing. Mm -hmm. And uh, we were given this kind of glimpse into what we thought was the future. And I mean, I don't really, I can't really think of many people who, who actually enjoy Zoom. You know, it, it, it's it actually enjoy having these meetings over Zoom. You know, what? I disagree. Really? I disagree because I have a newborn child, mm -hmm. and I love spending time with him. Yeah. And uh, whereas sometimes, if you come into the office, or when I come in here to the to the the comedy club or whatever, I. Uh, I'm just busy without the whole day. Whereas if I've got a Zoom meeting, I know, okay, cool. It's going to be here till roughly here. I prep for that meeting. We are not distracted because, and we don't all have to be in the same room. Mm -hmm. And I can do it with my kids just in the cot over there. Yeah. So there are definitely benefits to it. But I, I'd argue that you enjoy, that what you like about that is the convenience. You know, it, yeah. it makes your life easier. The actual, the actual process, the actual, you know, talking to someone on a computer screen is for me and i think for most people is no is no substitute for 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 face to face for speaking you don't face know to who face. i work just... with and i don't want to be face to face with any of these cretins at any point i, I would like miles yeah. between us and and you know and, yeah. and sometimes i like to turn the camera off <laughs> but yeah so no i can't no, I, I, face to face is always better and yeah. you get more of a feel but there is the, the convenience i'd say is a massive benefit and uh, and you know it, it means you can be more productive i can have yeah. more meetings in a day because yeah. I, I don't have to travel and uh, exactly exactly and and this i think is where the metaverse can can really offer something because mm. it can be this way that we can actually interact with people in a much more personalized way with the kind of with the convenience of something like zoom but with a lot more reality, if yeah. you like, you know, it, it, it's not talking to a two-dimensional face on a computer screen. It, and I think that when, once the technology catch, catches up with the concept, then the metaverse of the future, I think you'll be meeting someone virtually mm. and you can be on other, you'll be able to be on other sides of the world. And it will be very much like you are in the room with them. Mm. It will, and it will feel almost seamless. But I mean, we're getting ahead of ourselves there. But I think you can see just one benefit of it there. You know, it's yeah. kind of yeah, yeah. You have more, you have more realistic meetings with people, so you don't I mean, have to just travel. Got, so, like, so uh, just looking at it from okay, cool. We would have a a, a group call, 
mm-hmm. which would always be a nightmare because not everyone is listening and not everyone is, you know, they're doing other things. Whereas now you've got the Zoom thing, which is a video call, so you can actually see people, you can see the reactions on their face. Yeah. You know, if, if someone, you make, you, you, you throw out uh, uh, an offer or, or uh, uh, make a suggestion to people on, on a voice call, you don't know. Uh, the the, the their, their actual true reaction because you don't see their yeah. facial reaction whereas whereas in a, on a on a Zoom or a Google Meet or video call you can see their reaction to it and you can sort of go okay cool mm. maybe I shouldn't have said that yeah <laughs> <laughs> but yeah so this I yeah this idea of being you know of having the convenience of virtual you know mm. of meeting virtually but with the you know with with the kind of human side of actually meeting face to face i mean there's limitless potential there i mean one um one example i saw cited was education some of the people i felt sorriest for in the over the course of the pandemic and lockdowns and stuff was these poor kids having to you know attend virtual classes yeah, virtual yeah. school you know yeah i mean think of education in in practical terms like, you know you can you could have a virtual class of people from any corner of the planet mm. you could you could demonstrate stuff you know it's so much this kind of 3d aspect of it um and yeah i mean uh, one example cited was medical students like let's say you need to you know you need to practice doing a heart bypass or something like that you know you can do it you can do it virtually the teacher can be in the room with you so to speak and again as the technology evolves you know you'll be able to practice it on a on an avatar and stuff like that you know so you know, the the, the 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 scope for it is is amazing. Mm. Of course, again, people being able to get together, they might eliminate the need for a lot of air travel, for instance. Mm. You know, virtual meeting. I mean, I've spoken to loads of people. Um, I know uh, I know one guy who works in advertising and marketing and stuff, and his job basically is client facing. You know, it's his job to go and schmooze clients. And um, he said, you know, before the pandemic, I used to travel. You know, I used to take sort of three or four flights a week sometimes, you know, yeah. make three or four trips a week to, you know, all across Europe and stuff. And then obviously it, it stopped during the pandemic. And I said, do you think you'll go fully virtual now? He's like, no, because people value a handshake. Yeah. You know, and so but if you're able to do that, if you're able to marry the best of both worlds, then that's a you know, huge reduce benefit. the reduce it down to okay cool we'll have a couple of meetings on zoom and then we'll do the the nitty-gritty face-to-face yeah yeah if you're able to go and do stuff in the metaverse you could you could eliminate a lot of just unnecessary boring stuff like for instance um barbados is trying to establish an embassy in the metaverse Mm. now imagine if you needed to go and get a visa yeah. Or a passport, you know. Yeah. At the moment, you have to go to the embassy in town. You have to sit on an uncomfortable chair in a stuffy room and wait your turn along with everyone else. Imagine if you could just do that from home. You could, yeah. you could have your, you could have your virtual passport stamped. You could have your meeting sort of face to face with this person for your visa, all this sort of stuff. And I mean, we go back to the go back to the idea of uh, of weddings. I mean. You know, you could have a it, once they get these kind of virtual weddings right. It's like think of all the bridezillas who want their dream kind of wedding. You know, we all want to get married on the beach in Hawaii, don't we? But imagine you, that that is something people could do virtually. Mm. And as the technology improves, you know, that could be hyper realistic. You know, everyone could get married on the beach in Hawaii. Mm. Um, and I think you know, to be serious for a moment, I think um, one of the really important things, one of the really important aspects to consider about the metaverse is that we are 
living in a world that is getting increasingly automated. Traditional jobs are dying out. I mm. think in a lot of cases, they're dying out a lot slower than perhaps was predicted a few years ago. But gradually, machines, computers are taking over more and more of what actual humans do. And I think this is something, this is a time bomb that we're sitting on for the future. It's like, what are people going to do all day long? And I think this is where the metaverse could really offer something, you know, not only in terms of giving people leisure, you know, giving people somewhere to go and escape to and spend their time and, you know, do things rather than just kind of sitting around drinking or, you know, basically making a nuisance of themselves. But, you know, where people can exist in a world that where there is just less work for people to do. But also it could open up new frontiers of employment. And we mm. touched on this earlier, didn't we? This idea that the metaverse itself will not only create economic growth, but also create the jobs that that growth needs. So, you know, there will be more employment opportunities for people in the metaverse. And you would hope that if that was done right, like a metaverse uh, themed job might be a lot better than some of the sort of hard, crappy jobs that people have to do in real life. So, again, I think this is a um, I, I think this is a, a really sort of interesting and potentially good, uh, you know, force for good that the metaverse can, you know, avenue that the, mm. the metaverse can open up because it addresses, I think, one of the big problems that we the as a species face is, uh, yeah, as we as we get machines to do more and more things for us, as robots become more advanced, as technology becomes more advanced, you know, what are humans going to do with themselves all day long and i think the metaverse can offer some some answers to that question to those questions not all the answers I education think. gambling sex work exactly all catered for all virtual egs <laughs> without for all from the comfort of your own home mm. here's uh, one more quote from arthur hayes he says quote the advent of super intelligent networked thinking machines will herald an era where the vast majority of humans labor is economically worthless Freed from the con from the physical constraints of work, humans will turn to their new digital worlds and the complete expression of civilization's creativity and vitality. The metaverse is the future. Mm. We uh, that transition is going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be quite gradual, I think as well. But I, I mean, we are in a way we're already seeing it aren't we because we're already seeing these new jobs emerge like influencer is a job um and a few years ago everyone people would have well how how on earth could you earn a living from posting photos on a website mm. how on earth you can't monetize that already the internet as we know it is creating is creating new jobs is creating new i mean i'm a Content creator. Yeah, I suppose. You know, I, people like me, you might say, thankfully, did not exist a few years ago. In, and in a relatively short pe period of time, these new tools that have become available to us have made new types of jobs for people mm. and basically keeps people like me off the streets. Mm. And I think we can all agree that's probably a good thing. So, you know, and, and this kind of leads me on to the conclusion. And, and, and the question I wrote down here was so, you know, related to the metaverse was show should we care? Do people need to care about the metaverse? Is it is it something that they should be thinking well, of? And what I think is weird and what I think is going to be interesting is is the effect on, on mental health. Yeah. And like, because we're not, we're, we've not, 
we're not evolving uh, as quickly as the technology and yeah. being in a virtual world for 10 hours a day probably isn't great. No, no. And it's, I mean, it's just, it, it's, it's so hard to, it's so hard to, to, to imagine what effects this is going to have. Because on the one hand, you could say, and we've kind of touched on it, haven't we? On the one hand, you could say, like, in the metaverse, you know, you will have you will have this kind of interaction with people. And the technology will evolve so much that it will feel real. But it won't be. And as you say, we're not evolved. We're a species that is still essentially, you know, built to... Hunter-gatherers. <laughs> yeah, like, we, you know, we, we, we kind of belong in the great outdoors. And there is this huge switch going on. And we're seeing the effects just of the internet as it currently is, you know, with, without the metaverse getting started. We're seeing the effects that the internet is having on people. Um, whether it's, you know, whether it's children sort of experiencing more bullying because they can't escape it. You know, mm. it's not like you can just go home and switch off. Like when we were kids, if you were, if something was getting you, if someone was bullying you at school, there you was just a went home, there was of. a reprieve. Yeah. And, but now it follows you home. Like, what will that be like in, in the metaverse? You know, mm. w will there be any escape? I mean, what if, what are the, what about these people who want to switch off entirely? There'll be people, but there'll be people at the other extreme. Something really interesting in this novel, Snow Crash, which we talked about, was that there's this kind of subculture of people. I think they're called, I think they're called gargoyles, and they are the people who choose to exist all the time in the metaverse, and they they wear these they wear these VR goggles all the time. But this is the thing; it's kind of like the 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 balance, because you're going to need to eat, you're going to need to exercise, you're going to need to bathe. Yeah. <laughs> like, like I mean, a, like the real world is still going to be there. It's kind of tell this to tell that to those gamers in yeah. you know in places like South Korea. I mean, do you remember that was a thing a few years ago? I mean, this was pre-pandemic and stuff. But um, there was this issue of 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 kids, you know, mostly young men, I think, but also young women in places like South Korea who were going into these gaming cafes and just going online for hours, days at a time. And barely eating, and you know, develop, developing all sorts of problems. You know, mm. it's it, it's kind of here. You know, this 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 business, uh, this idea of of how much time we spend online, of how that shapes our life, how that you know how how that affects us physically and mentally, and all these things. These are already questions that we're having to that we're having to ask ourselves, and those questions are only going to become more pronounced as the metaverse. As the idea of this internet in 3D kind of, I guess, grows, coalesces around us. Because it won't suddenly be, we'll all wake up and it's like, ah, oh, here's, the, uh, you know, introducing the metaverse. And here you are. Mm. It'll, it'll gradually, gradually yeah. it'll gradually encroach upon our lives where to the extent in, let's say, 20 years time, we, you'll sit down, and you, you'll go, wow, oh my word, I have not spent much time in real life, you know, I've not, as Arthur Hayes calls it, the meat space, <laughs> which I think is a great, I'm, maybe, you know, he might have borrowed that term from elsewhere. But I have not, I am not in the meat space right now. You know, I, I, I haven't, I haven't touched another human being in real life for quite a long time. Mm. I, I think that is genuinely how it will be. And the question I, I, is how we can shape that to be, you know, how we can, how we can lessen the impact of that, how we can make the metaverse a good thing. Or a better thing than it than it than it will be if we just kind of allow it to, to I think to go down the path that it seems to be going at the moment.
So if someone's asking themselves that question, you know, should I care about the metaverse? The answer is yes, because it's coming whether we like it or not. Mm. And for one thing, because just because there's too much money to be made for it not. You know, yeah. that, that, those wheels are in motion. And what we're really waiting for is the technology to catch up. But as you said, technology is evolving a lot quicker than humans. So the technology is coming and there's lots that needs to be done. Obviously, you know, VR is quite adv- is, is, is much more advanced now than it was just a few Five years, years ago. ago yeah. But um, uh, the, 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 the Time magazine article uh, talks about this, you know, that talks about some of the technologies that will need to you know, be developed in order for the metaverse to kind of reach the potential that that it can you know re, you know for people to be able to you know to to virtually touch each other yeah, or something to, to experience loves it's kind of you know you got to wear a bodysuit i don't know yeah like how are you going to how are you going to um synthesize how are you going to develop the technology that someone in a virtual world in in the metaverse can experience all five senses mm. you can see and you can hear how do you uh, taste, smell, and touch in mm. that world. You know that technology is still. I mean, there's haptic suits already, but it's kind yeah, of. Yeah, I mean they're working on it, mm. but they're not there yet. So there's a lot. Smellovision is going to be interesting. Smellovision, yeah, yeah. It's. Um, I mean, so I suppose it's Elon Musk's Neuralink that's going to be the. Yeah, I mean, it's like I say, it's being worked on. These technologies are, you know, they're, they're not, they're not all at the drawing board stage. You know, no. they're, they're no longer science fiction. They, they are being worked on. And, and places like Meta, you know, Meta is uh, pumping billions of dollars into the development of these technologies. It's not just this concept of the metaverse itself. You know, it's all the sort of things that we're going to have to have in order to in order to interact with it. Um, so I guess, you know, the question is, can can the metaverse solve problems? Can it give us access to, you know, to this better world rather than just add an extra dimension to our lives, rather than just add an extra dimension to the problems that we already have? Um, Who wants to live in Mark Zuckerberg's version of the future? Well, not me, you know, (laughs) for a start. And I guess, you know, if you want a call to arms for the, uh, you know, to to wrap the episode up, it's it's that we as I think the crypto community, as crypto aficionados, you know, a lot of responsibility is on us to ensure that the metaverse becomes something good. Because I think cryptocurrency can offer, uh, you you know, we're already seeing it with with decentralized uh, metaverses like Decentraland and to a lesser extent the Sandbox. You know, they are they are the rival to these corporate metaverses. And I think that is the direction that we need to go. You know, we need to have a metaverse that everyone can own a part of. Mm. Because if you're just living in a corporation's world, then that, I think, is when you get the dystopia that so that so much of, you know, that the metaverse kind of exists in culturally. As, a, you know, as we said at the beginning mm. of the episode, you know, so many of these um, ideas of the metaverse crop up in these dystopian, in a yeah. dystopian setting. How can we? I don't think we can ever make it utopian, and we can never make it a perfect world. But we, the people, need to have a say in how it evolves. Mm. So there's your rallying cry for the crypto community. Closing thoughts, Michael. We're fucked. (laughs) 
I wish we hadn't done the metaverse now. <laughs> this, this episode has ruined the metaverse. No, I'm just I, like the, the only thing I worry about with 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 that is the is the money that can be pumped in and the their the corporation metaverses are just going to be they're going to have the patents on smell of vision and you know all of this sort of stuff so that yeah. it's going to be more realistic and more uh, enjoyable and easier to buy in and easier to become addicted to rather than the uh, the sort of open source version yeah like uh, linux is great but i don't use it not many people do <laughs> yeah. yeah it's i mean yeah it's 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 that thing we we as humans are so we're so cussed in a way aren't we because we'll keep doing things that we know are bad for us mm. like i will i will spend too much time on crypto twitter even though I know crypto Twitter is bad for you. You know, it, it's great to go on there for five minutes. But then I find that I've spent half an hour on there and I'm like, I'll just look. I think you're, I'll, I think you're reducing these numbers quite a bit. It's yeah. Probably a lot longer than half an <laughs> oh, hour. There are, there are a lot worse people than me. But I mean, my point is that we just, we do things that we know are bad yeah, for us. Yeah, no, no, I agree. And I think we, I think we will... We will come to see the metaverse, however it exists. There will be good and bad. And it's just how much we can, A, how much we can shape it ourselves so as the bad is is contained. Uh, so as it's not, and crucially, I think, so as it's not just funneling profits into the pockets of mega corporations, which is basically where, you know, the way the internet currently works. Mm. How can we make it more democratic? How can we make a metaverse for the people? And the CCP, the CCP, <laughs> the CC people, <laughs> the Chinese people. Um, and how can we and be, you know, how can we uh, how can we make a metaverse that isn't just something isn't just a world where we indulge all the very kind of worst aspects of ourselves mm. you know it, how it doesn't become a place where you just go to you know for vice mm. you know, um for your idea of well i suppose there's education in your metaverse isn't there there's also <laughs> gambling and sex work yeah it's learning how to gamble <laughs> <laughs> the education is very much tied into the yeah, yeah, yeah. okay so that was a kind of free-form rambling chat about the metaverse. I hope that's kind of explained the concept a bit to people. I hope um, you're not as terrified as I am. <laughs> I hope that, uh, yeah. Well, I mean, if you are, that should act as a, that should hopefully galvanise galvanize you to... I hope you're not uh, as terrified as I am, but also apathetic and lazy. As I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrified. I'm terrified, but I'm, but gonna, I'm also terrified I'm, that I'm not, not going to do, do anything, anything about, about this. Yeah. <laughs> Well, folks, yeah, you know what to do. Um, just don't do nothing. Yeah. Don't be like Mike. Don't, um, don't be like Mike. <laughs> we re, re, reappropriated that. Be more. I want to be like Mike. Don't be like Mike. Don't be like Mike. <laughs> do whatever not, you whatever do. Whatever you do, don't be like Mike. If, if there's one message that this episode should give you, <laughs> don't be like Mike. Thank you so much for listening to the Coin Bureau podcast. If you'd like to learn more about cryptocurrency, you can visit our YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash Coin Bureau. You can also go to coinbureau.com for loads more information about all things crypto. You can follow me on Twitter at, at Coin Bureau, all one word. And I'm also active on TikTok and Instagram as well. Uh, first of all, uh, it's not thank you for listening. You're welcome for great content. Yeah. Like this is free. And they're learning about a fairly great topic in a non-boring way. If you'd like to visit me and hear more about me, go to Moochabout, M-O-O-C-H-A-B-O-U-T, or else.
For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Coin Bureau Podcast is a production of iHeartRadio. Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts, if you dare. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The wait is almost over. Get ready for the 2024 NFL season as the full schedule is announced. Every rivalry, every rematch, every rookie debut, every game revealed. The 2024 NFL schedule release presented by Verizon coming in May. Live on NFL Network, ESPN2, and streaming on NFL+. Terms and conditions apply to NFL+. Visit nfl.com slash schedule release to learn more. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.